ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, you Break iFix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix. Genuinely can't tell if that's good. All right, okay. What's going on? <clears throat> Sorry. This is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree, Tuesday the 4th of May, 2021. How the fuck are you? That's one swear word. That's one. Big ups to Sam um, for writing in and uh, telling me that he'd caught me swearing at... I really should have had this pulled up before... Caught me swearing at 11 minutes and 50 seconds of last week's episode. I went in and checked, and you know what, Sam? I counted it, so it doesn't count. All right, the the game is... Oh, by the way, thank you guys for listening. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Bit of tea, yum, yum, yum. The game is, if you catch me swearing and I don't count it, do you know? Like, I'm trying to count my swear words. So if I miss one and you catch it, then I'll send you five bucks. But if you just catch me swearing and I count it, hey, fuck you. <laughs> That's two. <laughs> and maybe I need to be more clear with my swearing counting so that you guys know when I'm just swearing and when I'm swearing and when I've counted it and when I'm, when I'm holding myself accountable and when I'm not and I'm letting some negativity slip through the cracks. Anyway, good try, dick mouth, but not today. I don't think dick mouth is a swear. <laughs> you know, I saw um, probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm also stoked because this is exactly what I wanted to talk about and I had completely forgotten, but this reminded me. I saw the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst movie I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Last week on Saturday with my good pal and comedy uh, boy Luca Muller, we went and saw. By the way, before I get into this, I'm kind of sick. I'm in a hostel. I should say where I am first. Should I? I don't really know what the the bloody flip is going on right now. I feel uh, kind of crap. I just woke up. I'm in a hostel. In, uh, on, on North Stradbroke Island, otherwise, otherwise known 
as as I open my diary and try and find the name that the First Nations people gave to it, Minjerabar. Uh, Minjerabar. All right. So forget that first name that I said for it because that's the white devil name. The name of the island is Minjerabar, and I'm on a hostel up here. And this hostel is. I'm think I'm in a bad mood this morning. All right. This hostel is kind of dirty. Me and my lovely girlfriend have been staying in this one room that's a four-bed dorm, but because of COVID, they're only allowed to have two people in there. <laughs> but I reckon we would have been better off just getting a double room, even though, oh, I, I don't know, I guess we saved some money, but like, it's all bunk beds. We were like, oh, we'll push the bunk beds together. And then we got in here and it's like, it's really hard to push bunk beds together. So... We've just spent the last two nights sleeping together in a single bed, <laughs> um, which, you know, is nice. And it's actually big enough for the two of us. We can sleep not even having to like hug together. We can both just sleep side by side, but still, you know, it's annoying. And, um, and I just, I smoked heaps of cigarettes in Brisbane and, and so I got a sore throat and, um... You know, it's just, it's all bad, all right? And I feel upset. I've been sleeping a lot the last couple of days because I haven't had any gigs and I've, I'm on holiday, so I've been sleeping. Oh my God. I think just the last week or so is catching up to me a bit and I think I haven't really stopped since Comedy Festival and I just, um, I'm finally hitting a bit of a wall and... Um, and I'm doing that in the beautiful surrounds of the island of Minjeriba off the coast of Brisbane, Queensland. Anyway, so I saw the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. It was easily the worst movie. It sucked so bad. It was um, the Mortal Kombat movie. And me and Lucas saw it in 4K. Uh, 4K? No, sorry. 4, 4K is that good one that TVs can be. We saw it in 4DX. Which, who is out there thinking that these... What? God, it was just infuriating. So 4DX is... Uh, it's not 3D. You don't get glasses. It's a worse version of the augmentation offered by 3D. 3D is at least like... I mean, look, 3D kind of sucks as well. What's wrong with just making a good movie? I mean, really, what is wrong with just is with just trying hard and telling a good story in an effective way without all these gimmicks, man? Oh my word! Three D sucks. Four D X sucks even more. The more letters, you know, the more letters there are, the more the less effort there's been put into this gimmick. Because when's the last time you saw a movie in 3D and you're like, thank God that was in 3D or else I wouldn't have understood. Thank God that little fly came out and, and whooshed past me two minutes into the movie to remind me that it was in 3D. That's the thing, isn't it? Is they always just have some one like token effect at the start of the movie to be like, hey, remember you paid an extra 10 bucks to see this movie in 3D? Wasn't that worth it? Whoosh. And then the rest of the movie is just normal. Sometimes like someone's face is just kind of out. Like when they're talking, it's like, <laughs> what a garbage. Oh, 
yeah, it really makes me angry. So 3D sucks. Last time I saw a movie in 3D was Avatar, and that dude filmed that especially to be in 3D, and it was still fine. There was nothing really exciting about it being in 3D. No one cares. No one wants to see it in 3D. If you, it's not virtual reality. You need a headset. That's the next step is watching a movie in a VR headset and actually engaging in it. And even then, Hollywood will fuck it up. Three. God, that felt good. Um, Hollywood will just... Oh, I'm, I'm so close to not doing the swearing thing. You know what? I'm, do, I'm not doing the swearing thing anymore. I want to swear as much as I want, and this is why. I'm going to explain why through this podcast this week. Fuck, fuck, shit, cunt. Fuck, come on my balls. Fuck you. Suck my ass. <laughs> oh yes Oh that feels so good Swearing feels good Okay And fuck you Oh yes We are back We are fucking back baby Little runny nose Drink your tea Aiden And enjoy it Alright so, um, <laughs> just the, the next step, the next step is, um, surely in movies is like virtual reality headset movies, right? But then even then, because these shills, these absolute fucking charlatans over in Hollywood, as if I know anything about Hollywood... <laughs> <laughs> but these charlatans will just try and ring money. They'll be like, oh, watch the new Avatar in in a fucking virtual reality headset. And then you just put the headset on. They'll just play the movie. Because they're not interested in actually utilizing the technology. They're just interested in making money. And this is another gimmick way that they can make money. And they're not interested in actually giving you a new experience. That's what this 4DX thing... So if you're still wondering, what is 4DX? I'll tell you. 4DX is a bunch of seats on a little rocker. So the seats all like shake together. It is... Um, a water pistol in the middle of the cinema that shoots water up over everyone every now and then. It is uh, little tiny air shooters behind either side of your head that go kss, kss when there's like a fight scene. And it is a tiny little rubber tube in between your legs that air shoots through and then it wiggles around so it hits the back of your legs every now and then. That's 4DX. Oh, and sometimes there's smoke in front of the screen. I mean, what a waste of fucking... Air. Like, thank God the movie was only 22 bucks. So I guess we paid maybe an extra five bucks. We still paid an extra five bucks for it. Fuck you. It's not good. A tiny little dick just behind your legs just hitting you in the back of the legs. That's 4DX. Towards the end of the movie... And I apologise to anyone at Westfield Marion, uh, not Westfield Marion, that's where I used to live, at Westfield um, Chermside, who might have to deal with the blowback of this, but I tied my little dick in a knot so it wouldn't hit me in the legs because it was annoying. And then I started stressing out towards the end of the movie. I was like, what if it explodes and I die? What if there's so much pressure inside it that... It <laughs> Pretty silly thought, but anyway, the movie itself, also garbage, right? 4DX could not, 
could not revive the soul of this movie. It was just so, from the word go, it was so cynical, man. Like, you know, Mortal Kombat, okay, so it's got the nostalgia thing. Um, special effects, but not like incredible special effects. Special effects, they're not interesting anymore. We live in the future. We've had special effects for like 20 years. No one cares if you've got like a realistic sword guy or a half man or fucking whatever. It's shit. Anyone can do that. We people, Women on Instagram are making themselves like skinny now just with an app. No one cares about special effects anymore. Have you seen that? That's fucked. I saw some some chick on YouTube uh, on Instagram or whatever doing like a tutorial where she is dancing and she's just like, you know, not super skinny girl. She's just like a normal body. I don't know. That feels weird to say. Oh, I'm sorry for body shaming anyone. She's just got like a... It, she doesn't have an hourglass figure. She's just got like a pretty, you know, she's not in any way chubby. God, why am I... I feel weird talking about this woman's body. You're not allowed to, apparently. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't understand. I'm sorry. She's got a regular body. What's regular, Aiden? She's got a straight up and down body without an hourglass figure and she's dancing in front of the camera and then she gets this program and she can get it while she's dancing. She can like pause it and just go to make herself skinnier to give herself an hourglass figure and then, you know... She looks way hotter to me, to my personal tastes. I don't know what everyone else likes. Maybe some people like the straight up and down. Me, I prefer the hourglass figure. But what it was demonstrating was that it's unrealistic. And when you see these women on Instagram dancing who look like that, they don't actually look like that. And that's brutal, isn't it? What a great way to give yourself body dysmorphia. I wonder if it's like... um, If it's like... You know, something where you might try it. Like, I wonder if you can get addicted to that, you know? She's looking at it and she's like, all right, let me just use this tool to show everyone how evil it is. And then she starts using it. She's like, oh, I do look pretty good though. Like, I mean, it is evil, but I also look good. And that makes me feel better about myself that I look good. But I look in the mirror and I don't see that. Maybe the way to fix it is just to have every data point Data point? Oh, that's a word that I've just pulled out of nowhere. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Is to have every... Uh... <laughs> just searching for a smart word. Like... Okay, so the way that I guess it makes you sad is you go on Instagram, you film yourself, and then you make yourself look skinny, you know? And then you're like, great, I look good. That makes me feel good. And then you stand in front of a mirror... And the mirror says, you don't actually look like that. You look like reality. Maybe the way to fix it isn't to... (laughs) Like one way to fix it is to go, hey, don't use this technology. But another way to fix it is to just have that technology in mirrors. (laughs) And then you'll get to feel good about yourself again. You'll get to feel like, hey, I look good there. And also I look good in the mirror as well. And, and, um, And then your friends... I mean, no one's going to tell you that you don't look like that, but maybe they won't treat you th- like th- that's how you look. So what do you do? Well, you get these chips implanted in everyone's eyes and now everyone looks like an Instagram model. And then when you touch them, 
it might not feel like that. So we get little implants in our brains to make every time you touch a person, it feels like you're touching the ideal person in your mind. And then there's no body dysmorphia. And then we can all just be the worst. We can all just eat crap, be fat, live large. <laughs> eat crap, be fat, live large. Still sexy though. Yeah, man. We need to get microchips in our brains to make us believe that everyone else also looks incredible and that we look incredible. And then we can all just eat shit and die at 40. How about that? Yes. Finally, I've solved it. That's it. Because no one wants to eat salad. You don't want to eat salad, all right? No one cares. I don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah. And then you have a microchip installed in your brain that ignores the, um, the pain that you feel when you get out of bed as your heart is pumping syrup around your blood vessels. Maybe you could just get a thing installed in your brain to make you want to eat salad and all that stuff that's good for you so that when you eat salad, you still feel like the neurons are firing in the same way as when you eat like a chicken burger. You're like, oh! And then we'd get to eat salad. And then you wouldn't have to kill chickens. You still would, probably, just to feel something. But <laughs> anyway, I was talking about this fucking movie, wasn't I? Stupid 4DX. God, it feels good that I can swear again. This is the thing about the swearing. is one of the gimmicks that they employed in the movie to try and make people think that it's cool. Other than they did a couple little callbacks to Mortal Kombat. One of the guys killed the other guy and he just went flawless victory. And it was like, no one would say that. Oh. I, I didn't even play that much Mortal Kombat. So maybe it is cool to people who did play heaps of Mortal Kombat. Maybe they were like, when they heard flawless victory, they were like, yes, sick. But I don't think they were because it seemed really contrived. It didn't seem like the way that they would speak in real life. I think some of the other ones had their catchphrases as well. Fuck it, whatever. But the main, the one thing was that they it was rated R for violence and swearing. There was no sex in the movie because that's still taboo. Here's the thing: is it was rated R, and it was like they did all these things that I guess on paper are like ooh bad violence, swearing. That means it's tough, but. They shied away from actually taboo things, which, number one, is sex. There was no sex in there. If you're going to have an R-rated movie, just put a fuck scene in there, you fucking pussies. They just had one guy, the Australian guy, of course, so they couldn't even have it be like a, an American guy because they couldn't even have it be like, you're not allowed to swear. It had to be like, isn't it funny how other people swear? But they couldn't have it be another person like of another race, so it was a white person but with an Australian accent. That was their way of playing it as safe as possible, but still having you just be allowed to hear a swear word every now and then to go like, oh, I'm watching a naughty movie. So the Australian character was like the... And he ended up being the evil character who betrayed the main people, but he was still likable. That was the thing. You didn't even... You didn't even care. I didn't even care when he betrayed them. He betrays them, by the way. Sorry if I just ruined your 4DX experience. He betrays them, he, he's swearing all the time and you don't like him and he's like mean to the main characters, but 
he like it's not even bad you don't even you're not if you don't feel bad when he's mean to them because the main characters are fucking just cardboard cutouts of superheroes they're shit i'm like yeah good be mean to him i hate him you're my fucking guy man the australian dude and he's australian i identify with him i liked him a lot and he's always saying fuck and he's objectifying the female lead who, by the way, is a second lead still. I bet they really patted themselves on the back for not making the female lead and the male lead have sex. I bet you they fucking really love themselves. They reckon they did a good thing by doing that. Well, I'll tell you guys for something is you didn't because there was no... I didn't care about those characters at all. I cared about the Australian guy who you had that woman kill. And a woman would never win a fight against a man. (laughs) So there's another element of reality that you've let yourselves down with. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So, <laughs> um, oh god, I can't stop sniveling like a like a like a little boy. <laughs> yeah. So the, there was no the swearing. The violence was, I guess, a thing, but it, you know, one guy gets cut in half by a metal hat from head to toe, but it wasn't really that cool. There were just so many cringeworthy lines, man. Some guy gets his arms, uh, like frozen and then smashed early in the movie. And then when they get to the like secret place later, they like graft his arms back on. So he's got like robot arms and then when he finally gets his like superpower thing, um, everyone in the movie they find like a superpower if they have this special mark. God, it's so lame! It's so lame! And when he finds his superpower and he gets his arms and he's like crying because his arms don't work anymore and his arms are all crap because they're just made of metal and he's like, oh, my arms are bad. I used to be a super military special forces man and now my arms are just made of metal. <laughs> And the chick is like, you taught me to believe in myself. And you said, you know, either do it now or regret it for the rest of your life. And some music plays and he's just like, fuck, fuck, shit, fuck, cunt, fuck, I'm cool. <laughs> and then later when he gets his superpower and his superpower is, of course, just that his arms fold out into big fancier metal arms. That's what the magic power in him is is that his arms are just better. Oh, and he uses them to like punch some fuckhead's face in. And he goes, douche, 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 yeah, strong arms. And then he looks at him and he's like, yeah, they definitely fucking work. <laughs> he says it like that. He's just like, yeah, these, no, that's right. He says, these motherfuckers definitely work. It's like... You are so lame, dude. Stop it. Just stop. The final nail in the coffin of the credibility of this movie was when it looks like they're about to die. Because the way that the scriptwriters wrote it, I guess, because they were just cashing in a check, I reckon I would you would struggle to find one person in the entire line of production, from the writers to the director to the financiers to the actors to... Anyone involved in this movie who gave a single fuck about it. 
That's what it felt like. It felt, and if you have been involved in this movie, well, first of all, why are you listening to this podcast? But if you have, and you're offended by that, well, fucking maybe you should try a little better. Try a little better. <laughs> oh, God. It just, it's smacked of a cash-in of just no care, no heart, no love being put into this movie. It was bad. And if you worked on it, you know it was bad. You know every step of the way that it sucked. Oh, yeah, it was just made me so furious. The way that the way the writers wrote it, you could tell, was they in the first like the first act of the movie, they're setting up all of these plot points so that in the final act of the movie, they can go back to those plot points and just cross them off. You know, it's like a like a little game of addition. So like. They set up all of the things that the good guys have and all of the things that the bad guys have. And for the good guys to win, they need to have one more thing than the bad guys have. So everything cancels each other out. And then the good guys finally, uh, they're digging around in the back of the couch and they find this last thing. And they go, oh, we forgot we had this. And the bad guys are like, no, we don't have that. And then the good guys go, pew, 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 pew. That's what happened. It was like, we've got these superpowers. We've got these superpowers. We've got this guy. Oh, this guy defected to our side. Well, now we've got this girl, but she killed him, and now she's got a superpower, and now it's this and this and this and this, and then finally at the end we're like, we've also got this guy's dad from like 500 years ago. Literally, that's what happened. We've got this dude's father from the first scene of the movie that you thought it was just exposition of how... The whole thing came to be, but no, he's been in the nether realm the whole time and he was summoned back and he finally finds his power and it's fire to kill the ice and the ice man dies who killed him, who sent him to the nether realm. Everyone's happy. And then it just once in one of those movies, I would love an acknowledgement by one of the people who works on it. If they all just made it a giant joke, if the movie was bad for the first hour and a half and then right at the end, just they all have sex with each other. They just betray everything that the movie is and has been to finally make it good. There was one moment in the movie when they're fighting like around a toilet and they, you know, they like smash a toilet and I leaned over to Luca and I was like, wouldn't it be great if when they smash that toilet, just heaps of poo came out of the toilet. (laughs) They smash the toilet. They're in the middle of their serious fight versus good and evil. And then just heaps of poo just comes out of the toilet and covers them. And they just can't fight anymore because they're like, oh, yuck. It's all poo. (laughs) It's my poo from the last 10 years when I've been living in this secret location. Yuck. (laughs) And then they start kissing. (laughs) <laughs> they become really turned on by all the poo and they start making out and then they're like, let's not be good or evil at all. Let's just move to a, to Myanmar and, and have sex with each other when we're all covered in poo. <laughs> <clears throat> the most disappointing part of that movie is just that they take it so seriously. It's like all of these people are scared to take any sort of risk because there's just heaps of money at stake. So they don't take any risks and they don't 
even try and make the thing good. They're like, let's just not, let's not try and make it good. Let's just try and make it as not bad as we possibly can so that we don't get told off. And everyone does that. And rather than being not bad, it becomes the worst thing imaginable. I'm kind of glad that... So the two things that I'm taking away from this movie are, one, that swearing is not actually offensive. And what's offensive... Like, I was thinking about George Carlin's seven dirty words that you can't say on TV. And his seven dirty words were, I think, shit... Wait, what are the... Let's look up George Carlin's seven dirty words. Carlin. Carlin. Seven words that you can never say on TV. Uh, Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. But those aren't the words anymore. Maybe, Maybe cunt still is, but even cunt I don't think is. Because those words aren't offensive anymore. What are offensive words are the N-word, the F-word, the C-word for Asian people. Um, Are there seven more? I don't think so. It might just be those. N, F, C, that's definitely one. Uh, The C-word for black people. Like the cheese? Nah, you're allowed to say coon. Oh, no, that didn't feel good. No, no. I bet there's heaps more words. The B word for indigenous people. Let's see me saying these words now. Even me not saying them, but saying the first letter of them is more offensive than saying shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. And that's what this movie taught me, is that it was trying to be offensive and it was trying to use its offensiveness as a way of being cool. But actually, it's not offensive. You're being the safest version of offensive. You're being like corporate offensive. Like, oh, we're not allowed to say this and everyone in their suit and tie goes, whoa, I'm not allowed to say that in my office. And it's like, well, you are actually, if you have a point. The things you're not allowed to say are things that actually hurt people. And you don't want to be actually offensive because you don't want to hurt people. And that's fine. But don't try and pretend like you're hurting people. Like, we don't give a fuck, man. We're crazy. No, you don't want to hurt people. You want to hurt as few people as possible because you want to make a garbage, tepid movie. So that's one. So that's why I'm not not swearing anymore. I've tried this not swearing thing. It's an admirable goal, I think. And I'll try and not swear when I write jokes. I'll try and use interesting language rather than leaning on swear words when I write jokes. But when I'm just talking, when I'm just freestyling it like this, man, I'm in the moment. It feels good to swear. It's It genuinely feels good. Like, it's a release. It's a place where you can go and just hit that little button and swear and not build up tension. And I felt last week when I was trying not to swear, I felt in the podcast that I was, like, kind of tense and I wasn't really saying what I wanted to say and maybe that put me in a bad mood. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. So that's one. And then two is never, never, whoever you are, whatever you do, never just try and get away with it. If you're trying to just get away with it in your job or in your work, fucking kill yourself, man, because you have already killed the the worthwhile part of yourself that is human. If you're just trying to make sure that you can do the job and not get in trouble and like, oh, I'll just do this and 
you know, I hopefully no one will find out or hopefully it'll be good enough that no one even notices. I mean, what kind of wretched life is that? That's what all these people working on this movie were doing, I reckon, is that they were just doing it in a way where they were like, this will be good enough, right? They'll watch this. No, they won't fucking watch this. Well, you know what? I did. That's why I tied that little dick in a knot between my legs. As a pro- that was my protest. <laughs> what a garbage protest. I'd want to go in there with fucking scissors and just cut them all off. It wouldn't even affect anyone. It would just make the 4D experience, the 4DX experience less for it would lose they would lose that part of the experience they would just look i wonder if any fucking person in the world has watched that movie and actually enjoyed it because i didn't i didn't enjoy it i knew for about half an hour in that it was going to be the worst movie i've ever seen and then every step of the way for the rest of the movie it was just confirmed i reckon actually the only person in that movie that wasn't complete garbage was the australian guy um, he was kind of funny. He played his lines well. He made it funny as much as he could, but even still fuck him for taking that part because you knew it was a bad movie and it was just a cash in. And I bet he went, I'll just take it and I'll bring everything I have to it. You know what? Take a fucking good part in a good movie rather than taking a, a shit part in an awful movie and trying to make it good. No, just for the money. Fuck you. You've got enough money. You're a fucking actor. If you're an actor at that level, oh, maybe you just want money for the rest of your life. Maybe you want fuck you money. I don't know. I just, I, sure. I hope a part of you fucking died when you did that because that's what it's worth. That's what that paycheck is. I hope a part of you, I hope you got there and on day two, you were like, you know what? I wish I could take all this back and I didn't have to do this because I fucking hate it. Anyway. I reckon that's the podcast for this week. I said I was going to talk about the movie the whole time. I didn't believe myself, but you know what? I fucking well did it, didn't I? And I swore about a million times. God, that feels so good. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.